Hi, and welcome to the China Business Minute, a weekly catch-up with our China offices of the most important stories of the week. I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this week we're chatting with our Beijing chief. Jake Parker is the vice president for China operations for the U.S.-China Business Council. Jake, thanks for taking some time to keep us current. Hi, Ian. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to chatting today. All right. So just two topics this week, since you guys were on holiday. Um, some new updates from China's banking and insurance regulator and a bit of a wrench that President Trump has thrown in the works of the trade talks. So first things first, how about you give us uh, a quick rundown of the new banking and insurance regulators, uh, 12 measures on opening up China's financial system? Thanks, Ian. That's a great question. I'd be happy to offer some perspectives. On May 1st, right after China went on the Labor Day holiday, Guo Xuqing, the chairman of China's Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission, announced that China would continue to open up its financial services industry by implementing 12 measures. I won't go into each of these in detail, but if a company is interested in more information, please let us know and we'll send along the full list. Uh, one of the key aspects of this announcement was that, China, that Guo announced that removing the requirements that shareholders of joint venture banks must be financial institutions. This increases the flexibility for foreign companies to choose a partner that may not be a Chinese bank or financial institution to form a partnership uh, to open up a new joint venture bank. We also saw the removal of a requirement that foreign insurance brokerage companies would have to have at least 30 years of operating experience and minimum assets of 200 million in order to run insurance brokerage businesses in China. Uh, that, that is a significant time period and a significant investment that a company would need to, to make in the China market to be applicable. Uh, so we're pleased to see that removed. Now, we've reached out to many of our banking and insurance members, and most have indicated that while the trend is positive, without significant implementing details in these announcements, it's very difficult to assess the full impact of what these announcements really mean. So we're waiting for additional details and we'll be monitoring that in the weeks and months ahead. All right. So moving moving gears here, the, the president tweeted on Sunday night that the trade negotiations were progressing too slowly and he accused the Chinese of essentially trying to renegotiate parts of the agreement and as part of that threatened to increase tariffs from 10 to 25% on the $300 billion or so of goods that are already under tariffs and threatened to start putting tariffs on those that currently are not. Uh, what do you guys make of that? Well, it, it's still early, and we don't yet know the full implications of the president's tweet. But let's begin with what we know for sure. Uh, the Chinese government today, during a 3 p.m. press conference, announced that a Chinese delegation would still travel to the United States for to continue trade negotiations this week. What's interesting is the announcement did not specify the composition of the delegations, raising questions on whether the Vice Premier Liu He would still travel to the United States. In our conversations with some working level Chinese government officials today, they were caught very much off guard by the president's tweet. Uh, many of the Chinese ministries worked over the entire May holiday to prepare for the visit to Washington, and many had booked hotels and plane tickets to the U.S and were scheduled to be on a plane today. And what we found is that many of them were still at their desks when they, they should have been on an airplane. So at least some parts of the, the visit have, have changed or been delayed. Uh, the bottom line is that both sides remain committed to a negotiated agreement. We know that for sure. But today's tweet further erodes the trust between the two sides. And it frankly undermines a sustainable long-term solution to the very real challenges in the relationship. And have you heard any feedback from, from companies about the president's comments? 
Yeah, we, we actually talked to a couple of companies today as well on the tweet. And similarly to the Chinese government, many of the companies we spoke to expressed surprise at the announcement. There are definitely concerns about the implications of increased tariffs on their business, uh, but those implications are frankly still being assessed. Companies informed us today that they're reviewing their contingency plans that they developed in anticipation of the tariffs increasing in December. And the ease and uncertainty that the new tariff announcements came into effect have greatly increased the potential for future tariff increases should a deal be negotiated. This is forcing our companies to continue to think about slowly diversifying their supply chains to ensure that they are not overly reliant on the China market. Alrighty, that's Jake Parker, Vice President of China Operations in Beijing. Uh, and before we call it a day, there's one more thing I want to bring to your attention, and that is our recently released state export report. So every year, the U.S.-China Business Council works with our partners' uh, trade partnership in D.C. to release state-level data for exports. This year's report showed that U.S. goods exports to China declined around 7%, but China remained a top market uh, after the U.S.'s NAFTA partners, Canada and Mexico. Uh, in services exports to China, growth in 2017 was a little slower than in previous years, but still strongly outpaced growth to other global markets. Uh, you, you can read all the details on our website, and a link to the full report will be in the description of this episode. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S.-China Business Council, and you can learn more about our work on our website, uschina.org. Our music is by Broke for Free, and you can catch our latest episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. If you like the show, please do leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.